world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. And we have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. And we're live. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project. This is Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince. My name is Vince Taglivia, and this is my partner in truth, Andrea Kreft. Uh, Andrea, thank you for joining me this morning. Uh, as you guys know, this is a show where we go over the news and events in the morning, followed by the Daily Dose at night with Joshua Reed, where he continues to unravel the unfolding global conspiracy, stringing the pearls, and finding out what the heck is really going on in this world. So thank you for joining us. It's a beautiful day. It's October 26th, 2022, hump day. And we're going to get right into things. And uh, I can't wait. It's chilly over here in the Pacific Northwest. Hope you all are doing okay, taking care of yourselves, preparing, and just going about your daily life things, because that's what it's all about, right? Living. Yep. Andrea, good morning. Thank you for joining me. Morning. So happy to see you this morning. Me too. I mean, I see myself every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I meant. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's cold here, too. I woke up and looked out the window, and I went, ooh, it looks really cold out there. <laughs> and it was. Yeah. So My studio is not finished. I'm not insulated. I'm not, uh, obviously, drywalled if I'm not insulated. <sighs> I could see my breath in here. I don't. I could. Oof. I could set a heater up, but I don't have my permanent uh, electric yet. But will that soon. Stinks. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to get one of those industrial size extension cords and run it from somewhere. Yeah, I'm getting to the point where I might have to because I don't know if I could do another couple weeks in the cold. It just started getting cold this week. 
Yeah. Well, just as a piece of advice, don't plug your heater into a power strip. They're not designed for that kind of voltage. I found that out this morning. Exactly. Well, that's why I haven't done it, and I have to run a whole separate... Yeah, it's a whole thing, but... When it's all said and done, it's going to be fantastic. Anyway, everybody, thank you for joining us. I see people are piling in from Facebook, tw- uh, Facebook, oh, Twitter. Saying I look great today. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm like kind of thrown together because I was running out of time. So I was like, screw it. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting. Maybe a... I should. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying I was expecting a solo show, and then you called me last minute, and you're like, I'm throwing my shit together. I think I could be there. <laughs> like, all right, cool. <laughs> Yeah, I had some unexpected uh, life happen this morning. And so, I, yeah, I was like, I can't got time. I'm like, all I have to do is brush my teeth and my hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for thank you for making time for morning coffee, even when life happens. Amazing. I know. It's it so is. early to deal with stuff, too. <laughs> I know. I'm like, life needs to stop happening before 9 a.m. Seriously. <laughs> Oh, I'm not prepared man. for it. it There's not enough it. coffee. We've got, right. we've got Facebook cracking. Hey, Jenica. Hey, Rhonda. Thanks for joining. Uh, you guys, please hit those likes, shares, loves, plus signs, all of the things. Share. Share on Twitter. If you guys didn't know, um, Josh is on Twitter again, at RedPillTheWorld. Follow Josh. Uh, you could also watch live there if you choose that platform. But it's important to follow us everywhere you can because we are constantly censored. Uh, for instance, we can no longer live stream on YouTube at the moment. And what else? Other things. So follow us everywhere so you can keep in touch. If you want to really keep in touch, you can go to redpills.tv and sign up for the newsletter. We send one out every weekday and Saturday just to keep you posted on what's going on, provide links. And if we ever lose contact, we will have your email to contact you and keep in touch. So if you go to redpills.tv, you can sign up for that email. Good morning, Darren. And we appreciate that. All right. Well, that's all of the formalities. I just want to give a little time for people to pile in. It looks like we're doing good. So let's go ahead and get going with the news. As always, we start with a little bit of finance. And this first story, all I could say is, and I'm not going to say any curse words, even though I want to, because some people are just like, I don't want to hear that. It's okay. Okay. I'm just going to say, no, duh. (laughs) Right. No, duh. This is the story. They knew. Federal officials who worked on COVID outbreak dumped stocks ahead of market collapsing pandemic. No way. Not only. I don't believe it. (laughs) Federal officials who worked on the COVID outbreak. (laughs) Um, But put, you know, you could put so many people into this. And as we were watching this all unfold in 2020, a duh. Uh, We have the Wolf of Wall Street herself, Nancy Pelosi, that people, people copy her trades because she is just has some kind of crystal ball, obviously, because she's the one making shit happen. <laughs> yeah, crystal ball. Let's call it that. <laughs> <laughs> it's magic. <laughs> so many people, and not they weren't just dumping stocks. All right, I think that kind of is an understatement as to what they were doing. But at the end of the day, kind of it is what they were doing. But they were making highly leveraged trades of stock options Mm -hmm. 
which are representative of 100 stocks each, therefore highly leveraged, and you could profit on the downturn. So they're just like, oh, it's going to crash, it's going to crash. They wrote it all the way up, Trump's wonderful economy, and then they shorted it right when the economy was going to crash and right before the v-shaped recovery and just made a killing we had the largest transfer of wealth in human history and they know what's going on and they take advantage of it it should be illegal well not only do they know what's going on they write policy and rules to benefit themselves Mm -hmm. when you're the ones that are writing the rules and the laws of what happens in the finance industry and with business and and this goes into um you know epa regulations and business regulations and fec regulations and all of these regulations that these people write they know what's going to happen and how the economy is going to react to it not only for anybody else does and so then they use that to benefit them and it's illegal but they do it anyway because guess what? We've got a one-sided justice system. Mm-hmm. It's not a justice system. It's a just us system. No and doubt. So if you and I do stuff like that, yeah, then, Even, you know. There was, there's people who follow Nancy Pelosi because it's a lot of public information. You can see what these people are trading. And this is how we know that this is what they're doing. Because, you know, like you said, a few days before a major policy regarding a very particular thing, you'll see trades happen right mm-hmm. prior. Yep. And so it's obvious what's happening. And these people will, fo- there's a couple influencers, maybe a few, maybe a lot that will follow people like Nancy Pelosi and copy all of their trades and make them even more easily accessible to the public. And people just copy the trades and make a killing. And this is real. And we know it's real. And it's even va- validated by these people being banned. They're like, you can't do that. <laughs> it's like, well, like what she did with the chip industry, you know, her visit to Taiwan and her dumping of, you know, those stocks and doing all of that. You know, you can tell these people are crooks. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And they should all be in prison. Probably. You or know, if, if the, for the very latest for, prison. you know, fraud. <laughs> prison until trial. I mean, yeah. We do have firing squads and whatnot for a reason, and that's for the most heinous criminals. So I think there should be some kind of trials to figure out what, exactly what we're looking at. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the finance system is incredibly corrupt. In other news, uh, financial news, China's yuan soars most on record after Beijing orders banks to dump dollars. Good morning, everybody. Hope you're waking up. This is actually <laughs> happening. Yeah. We knew this was happening, but now it's really happening. They've been saying that they were going to dump the dollar. This shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody that's been paying attention. Yep. And this this article, yeah. So just hours after the offshore yuan, yuan hit a new record low amid chatter of wealthy Chinese capital exodus and questions about whether the the PBOC is allowing the communist nation's security to devalue, Beijing appeared to step in and spark the biggest rise in the currency on record. After weeks of fixing the onshore yuan far stronger than the offshore yuan, to no effect, having barely adjusted the fix during the party congress, last night saw the fix slightly stronger for the first time this week, and this offshore yuan leg dramatically higher, almost up to the fix. 
So they just have a nice little chart here showing us the rise for today is just massive. That yeah. that steep of a move in such a little time is just incredible. Desk Chatter suggests Chinese state-owned banks were actively selling dollars, no doubt under orders from party headquarters, triggering stop losses and sparking the biggest single-day gain in the offshore yuan in history. It's certainly not the first time we have seen this very visible hand of Beijing in the currency markets, but traders are not piling on to the trade for now. The PBOC is experiencing is experienced in managing onshore-offshore spot basis and spot-fixing gap by always choosing the right timing, said Zhu Wang, head of the creator, head of Greater China FX and Rate Strategy at BNP Paribas. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this. Forgive no me. So anyway, that is the gist of it. Big yeah. moves in the currency. Well, and, this... and you know, all of these BRICS nations of which China is involved are, yeah. they want to put pain on the U.S. And they do that by selling off dollars and bringing the value of the dollar down. Exactly. Which brings their currency up, you know. I mean, look at what the U.S. has done to Russia and China with sanctions. And, you know, um, it's no wonder that they're doing the same in kind. We're at war you know whether we want to believe it or not the world is at war it might not be a kinetic war but not we're yet. definitely at war if, right yeah. now we're in the i would say the you know financial part of this war in the psychological part of the war so absolutely it's really not surprising and it's not going to get better it's only going to continue to get worse it'll get worse before it gets better and then hopefully we see a beautiful phoenix rise from the ashes oh, yeah. and life's good that's my dream I Which is why we're here. Is, what? Exactly. I, I don't mean to sound... I meant in the short term. It's not... Oh, well, it's true. You're not wrong. I'm just trying right. to shed a little bit of positivity on it. You're not wrong at all. No, yeah. unfortunately. I don't think we so. We can definitely least. come back from this, you know, um, with the right leadership in our government. Um, <laughs> with that, the people taking back control properly but, and... Right. With the people taking... And by leadership, I don't mean our leaders. I mean, we need somebody who can lead our representatives in government to make yeah, we need um, the best choices that we can for our country. And what's best for us is we the people. And um, we definitely have the potential to come back bigger and better than before. If we can get the right person in there to take charge and do what's best for us. Yeah, somebody with morals, right? What happened to morals? You know, morals exist only in society now, um, in a, well, a portion of society. They certainly don't exist within government. No. Nope. It's a sick game. Yep. It's not a game. To them it is. Let's take a quick look at the rest of the markets. We had um, some big tech stuff going on. Um, S&P 500 is up 0.61%. The Dow is up almost 1%. NASDAQ is down 0.07%. Crude oil is at $88, up 3.18%. Gold is at 1675 up 1%. And silver is at $19.57. Bitcoin is almost 21000 All right. Um... Yeah, so we have Microsoft, Google, earnings disappointing everybody... Um, 
and we're going to have, I think, more of the uh, these reports coming out this week as far as individual companies. So the markets will be readjusting to all that news as these companies' uh, ad- prices ad- adjust based on their reports. But that's pretty much all we have for finance, everybody. We're going to get into the rest of all this. Um, it's really important that these kinds of shows exist, decentralized news, media, conversations, uh, not just between me and Andrea, who cares what we think, but with you guys as well is very important, which is why we call today's show First Amendment. That's why we're here. We're here to talk, use our First Amendments, spread information, figure out the truth, discuss these things among each other, come out to the best outcomes, um, get involved with our communities, either even though it's digital and we're all spread across the world. It's so important. And that's one of the benefits we have in this wonderful country. Um, this kid in Florida wrote a song about the First Amendment, and it climbed the charts. And the title of this article is, There's a Hunger Out There for This Kind of Music. And I want to play a short clip of that song. It was really good, definitely talented. And the subject matter is definitely something that people are yearning for. So let's check that out. Um, his name's Colt Jackson. And he has begun to ra- rival country music star Blake Shelton for one of the most streamed songs. It's called First Amendment. Here he is. I'm just going to skip ahead to... Um, about 50 seconds in and play from here just a little clip i don't want to have any drama these days the first is under attack they want to take our freedoms back but i know how to handle all that we must preserve this liberty make petitions for the courts to see so we can keep this republic free First Amendment, you're so fine In the Bill of Rights, you're first in line Pretty amazing Yeah, good for him Love it, love it Not really my style of music but I don't okay. love country either But I hear this stuff and I get excited yeah. Oh, and there are more people that want to hear that. You know, look at what Tom McDonald has done. Yeah. And um, a lot of these guys who uh, sing about our republic and our freedoms. And I'll, I'll tell you what, though. Yes, we see a huge movement, and it's beautiful, and it's working, because it, what we want shows, they can't lie to us and say, oh, everybody likes to eat crickets. Oh, everybody <laughs> likes this satanic, really shitty, um, shake-your-ass uh, music. So I'll tell you what, though. I'm not a huge fan of country, but if I'm driving in my car and I'm switching through my preset stations and I hear Katy Perry on the first one, I'm going to switch it. And then I, the next one, I hear this kid. I'm definitely just probably going to listen to this. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. For sure, you know, I'm yeah. one of those that, um, you know, I'm going to date myself, but my preferred music genre is the 80s, <laughs> 70s and 80s. So <laughs> yeah. I just, that's what I grew well, up listening to. It's what I like. And, 
you know, um, you want to get everybody some, has a different style. You want to get to some real Americana, listen to some 1950s or something. Uh, right. RM sent me a link of a wonderful, I think it was like a folk song of them singing about like anti-fascism and stuff. I was like, holy cow, this is amazing. This is crazy. Wow. And it's yeah. not like my favorite type of music, but I'll definitely listen to it just because it's, it's interesting mm -hmm. and good. And, um, G. Morty gifted us a cookie. He said, drop that link. I like all genres of music. If that, if it's good, if it's good, it's good. Yeah. So here's that link. I'll post that as well in um, the social uh, red pill. If anybody wants to find it and support this, this artist. I do occasionally listen to country music, but um, not my first, my first choice. Yeah, so if you guys aren't a part of the Social Red Pill, it's our social network for the Red Pill family. Uh, you can join at socialredpill.com for free. That's where this link will be. All right, it's posted. Um, thank you for the cookie, Morty. We appreciate it. And thank you, RPG, for the uh, ice cream. We appreciate that as well. All right. Do you want to take this next one? Pretty... I can't sure. wait. I wanted to talk about this last night, but it was just kind of breaking as we were going live with the daily dose. So we didn't get it all together. Yeah. We've got uh, Oz odds of winning Pennsylvania soar after historic Fetterman debate meltdown. I didn't watch this. I wouldn't have anyway, but from what I can gather and what I saw in the news this morning, yes, this was an absolute train wreck. For <laughs> Fetterman. Yeah. We have clips. Yeah, it says, uh, the Fetterman campaign may have just watched what remained of its prospects in Pennsylvania circle the drain after tonight's sole debate between him and Pennsylvania Senate candidate Dr. Oz. Fetterman, who suffered a severe stroke days before the May primary and cast his vote from a hospital bed, appeared unable to put together nearly a single coherent sentence throughout the entire debate, while TV veteran Dr. Oz deftly and surgically sliced and diced his way through an hour of questioning using Fetterman as a lifeless sparring dummy for a majority of the, of the debate. Recovering from his stroke, Fetterman's answers ranged between somewhat inept and completely incomprehensible. The ugly performance started right from the beginning with Fetterman bidding viewers good night as part of his <laughs> opening statement. You can't write this shit. This is like some no. South Park shit manifesting in real life. Yeah, and it says he was also unable to provide reasoning for not releasing his medical records, which would be of obvious concern due to the fact that he is recovering from a stroke and Pennsylvania citizens will likely want to know that their Senate candidate is lucid. I agree. <laughs> All right, you want to play some of these clips? Yeah, here's his opening. As Lieutenant Governor, you're running for a seat that could decide the balance of power in Washington. What qualifies you to be a U.S. Senator, you have 60 seconds. Hi, good night everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. <laughs> what the fuck? Good night everybody. <laughs> hey, good night everybody, yeah. I mean, you could, you could say good evening, <laughs> but you wouldn't say good night. That's usually how you close something. <laughs> he should have just walked off stage right there. It probably would have been better for his image. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh jeez. <laughs> All right, let's watch the next clip. Um, it only got worse from that point forward. Fetterman was unable to coherently respond to an allegation that he hadn't paid his taxes. 
Okay. Mr. Fetterman, I will allow a 15-second rebuttal. He has specifically said you have not paid your taxes and that you want to raise taxes on Americans. How do you respond? Uh, absolutely. The Oz rule, of course, he's lying. It was helping two students 17 years ago to help them you know, buy their own homes. They, they didn't pay the bills, and it got paid, and it has never been an issue in, in any of the campaign before. It was all about nonprofit. All right. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. Continuing with you, Mr. Fetterman, your opponent. What? That seems 17 years ago, he helped two people pay their buy their house. And that's a good reason to not pay your taxes now. I don't know. He's saying, hey, I wonder if that works for us. It's all about the nonprofit. I donated to a nonprofit 17 years ago. I'm not paying my taxes. I'm sorry. He does. Oh, it does, he does kind of sound like Norm Macdonald, derived. This guy, he's just a joke. Let's see what else we have here. I think there's another one. I could be wrong. There's definitely Oh, there's tons of clips on the internet for sure. Oh, yeah. I think I have... Friday is going to be good. I have another one after this in another article, too. All right, here's another. Here's another clip. Oh, the May no. primary. Last week, you released this note from your doctor saying you can work full duty in public office, but you have not released your detailed medical records surrounding your stroke. Mr. Fetterman, will you pledge tonight to release those records in the interest of transparency? You have 60 seconds. Uh, uh, to me, for transparency is about showing up. I'm here today to have a debate. I have you know, spe speeches in front of 3,000 people in Montgomery County, you know, all across Pennsylvania, big, big crowds. You know, I believe if my doctor believes that I'm fit to serve and and that's what I believe is appropriate. And now with two weeks before the election, you know, I have run a campaign and I've been very transparent about being very open about the fact we're in use captioning. And I believe that, again, my doctors, the real doctors that I believe, in, they all believe that I'm ready to be served. Follow up. I didn't hear you say you would release your full medical records. Why not? You have 30 seconds. No, uh, yeah, again, my Dr. L believes that I'm fit to be serving, and that's what I believe is where I'm standing. Okay, Mr. The May Primer. <laughs> he just, look, there's his neck. Dude, he does not oh, make God. sense. <laughs> no, he doesn't make any. I'm fit to be served. Okay. <laughs> he spends too not much time with Biden. Really Biden's retardation is contagious. Oh, it must be something. Oh, man. You know, I. Okay. This is the the <laughs> compassionate human side of me. I almost feel bad for feel him. Feel bad for him because he looks like such a fool, and people actually allowed him to go through with this. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost confirming it's Josh's shameful. theory. They don't want to win. They're like, who's the biggest buffoon we could get to run against Oz? Yeah. You know, I know there's a lot of theories out there. I'm not sure what to believe. I don't either. necessarily agree, nor do I necessarily disagree right. with Josh's theories. And I don't think this um, is Josh's theory, like, this is going to happen, mark my words. Right. It's like, this is one possibility of what they might be doing. But with yeah, said, exactly. I'm with you. You know, watching this unfold like this, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Oz. By any means, Me I think that at best he's a rhino, um, 
and at worst, not what he portrays himself to be. I know that he was tight with Donald Trump, and that's what really got him, you know, through the primaries. Yes. Um, I'm glad that... I'm glad that I don't live in Pennsylvania. Let's just say that. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be in a position of having to pick because obviously Oz would get my vote. Or I would just write somebody's name in and not give either of them the vote. But, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel the same pretty. way. But what they're doing to Fetterman, I don't like He's the guy at all. He's doing it to himself. Nobody. Well, I don't. Is he though? What? I mean, if he had a stroke, how much? How much is he really in control? Oh my gosh! I mean, if my husband had a stroke, and was like, I think he would run for senator. I would be like, No, you're not. Like somebody should care enough about him to tell him this is not a good idea. Why don't you go through rehab is he and do this stuff first, and then in a couple of years run? That's a good point. Is he that stupid? I think so. Yes. That's sad. And I don't know that I necessarily would have said that. Well, I think he's really stupid even if before the stroke. But a stroke is, I I think it's a real disfavor to him as well as the people of Pennsylvania. And it's insulting, quite honestly. Wow. Wow. That's deep. Um, choice. All right. Thank you, Mr. Fetterman. A follow-up question on this. Our next star poll shows 51% of Pennsylvania voters disapprove of the president's job performance. You have publicly supported many of his policy positions. Are there any that you disagree with? 30 seconds. No, I, I just believe he needs to do more about supporting uh, and fighting about in, in, inflation. Uh, and I, I do believe he can do more about that. He's so nervous. Oh, yeah. He's like, uh, I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> it's a long pause. He was probably thinking, why does Joe Biden get, uh, <laughs> why does Joe Biden get these questions before debates? But I don't. <laughs> I have just as bad dementia as he does. <laughs> oh, good. We have the fracking one. I had this in another... I had this twice. Oh, God. I read this about this. How critical it is that we produce our own energy and create. Uh-oh. I must correct the record. Uh, well, he... uh, just a second, Mr. Oz. I do want to clarify something. You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking. But there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Uh, I, I I do support fracking, and I don't I don't I support fracking, and I stand and I do support fracking. Okay, thank you, Mr. Fetterman. On I'm to sorry, the- Lisa. <laughs> There's not just a statement you. Oh man, so- he has no idea what he's saying. Like I said, this is like sad. this is abusive. It's sad. Okay, here's the thing with these debates. Um, it, like when 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 Donald Trump was debating, it was obvious they were kind of going at him, kind of in a sly way, and trying to really shit on him and make him fail. Get you making, those gotcha questions. Yeah, really making it difficult. And I think the moderator plays a big role in debates where they shouldn't have this kind of pull, but they could kind right. of just say, "I'm just asking questions." But really, 
wording matters and this kind of thing, I really feel like the moderator was putting Fetterman in a shitty position. Yeah, I think that they definitely were, which also isn't really fair when it comes to, you know, the questions should be very neutral in how they're asked. And they, they kind of, they word them in such a way that it leads people to answer a particular way. So you're almost coaxing an answer with a question. Yeah. And word you're not going to get your, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And a lot of people don't understand how their language it, it can affect other mm. people's opinions and views Which and stuff like that. It leads me to kind of want to put some put some uh i don't know it makes me think that josh is right about the possibility that they're just trying to really yeah lose the elections exactly and you gotta remember you know josh has also talked about neuro-linguistic programming yeah you know and and that goes into a lot of this um it's one way to sway people to whatever they want them to think yep subconsciously manipulate it's a tool it's manipulation. Yep, 100%. But what a fascinating interview. What a sad moment for Fetterman. I'd like to take this moment to congratulate Dr. Oz on his <laughs> success, future success. Um, thank you, Dale, for the can, and thank you, Grits, for the ice cream. I appreciate that. You guys rock. Yeah, thank you. All right, what else? Let's skip the rest of the Fetterman stuff. That's enough. It's just sad. And hilarious. Yeah. I had to I had to show it today because the news cycle's so quick, but man, is that mm-hmm. some Friday material or what? It definitely is. I think <laughs> we'll have some we'll be able to come up with some good stuff Oh, Friday. The memes are gonna be coming out like crazy. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should what? make a meme that's okay. Fetterman. I support fracking and then his neck says, I don't support fracking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm not a meme maker. So. I think his I have neck, ideas. <laughs> I think his neck is like actually in control of the body and trying to get elected. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what else do we have? We have a couple of things with voting here, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on them. Okay. But um, we've got the first one is uh, breaking. Pennsylvania Democrat officials mailed out 240,000 ballots to unverified voters. It's updated, and now it's at 255,000 unverified voters. Um, So these are Democrat officials that are sending this out. Yeah. And they could not verify either by Social Security or driver's license number that these are registered voters. So the... uh, 15 Republican state representatives sent a a letter to acting secretary of the Commonwealth, Lee Chapman, after they discovered this, asking, you know, her to do something because of the state laws in Pennsylvania. According to Pennsylvania law, these ballots must now be set aside. They can't be counted in the November 8th election until the voter produces an identification. So as you can bet that very few of these counties will set these ballots aside. This is how Democrats cheat. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's true. So by law, they're required to set these 255,000 ballots aside until the people that, and I'm I'm assuming that there's some, they would have to send letters, right? To do this legal, they would would have to send out letters to these same voters and say, 
hey, we're really sorry. We're going to need you to produce your ID to verify your vote. Please show up here at this polling station or whatever. That's a lot of votes. That is a lot of votes. Is it enough to swing an election? Is the question. I Um, would say that it's a good chance. It could be. Yeah. Definitely in that state. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the population of Pennsylvania is, but that is a lot of votes. Yeah. All right. Onward. Yep. The next one is residents of Gwinnett County, Georgia, asked three Gwinnett County Board of Elections members to step down due to being complicit in 2022 election crimes. So these were also people that were complicit in 2020 election crimes. There were people that sent out that um, they did affidavits. 37,500 affidavits were filed with the county and their work was essentially ignored. These people didn't even look at these affidavits and these signatures and they were like, sorry, we're just dismissing the whole thing. And um, so they've, you know, the citizens of the county have asked that these board members step down. Will they? It's hard to say, but at least they're bringing attention to it. That's a lot of affidavits. It is a lot of affidavits. And so we'll see what comes of this. I don't know that anything necessarily will, Mm -hmm. but I do think that continuing to bring attention to these issues is important yeah to legally do everything we can to fix the things that are wrong and obviously wrong is important because you can't go to the next step until you've done everything that you can prior exactly you can't you can't sit there and complain about something when you're not willing to do anything about it and even if nothing comes of it you still have to keep pushing forward yeah you start low you try to fix it and you just keep escalating and escalating and escalating until well you know things escalate to a scary point eventually sometimes but that's the proper procedure and if you're especially if you're trying to go about things legally or lawfully it's a good course of action um eventually we could see some good things come out of this yeah it's gonna be the wheels of justice turn very very slowly yeah yeah we have twitter in the headlines Twitter employees create a list of demands for new boss demanding Elon Musk doesn't fire them. That's hilarious. I know. These snowflakes. Let's see. The employees of Twitter have made a list of demands for their new boss who is scheduled to take over the company on Friday. Less than a week ago, it was reported that Elon Musk was preparing to fire around 75% of the employees at Twitter after he takes over the company. In response to Elon Musk's plan for firing the bulk of the far-left workforce, the Twitter team released a list of demands for the current and future leadership. We demand the current and future leadership... That's a link. (laughs) Uh, Number one, respect. We demand leadership to respect the platform and the workers who maintain it by committing to preserving the current headcount. Don't fire us. Safety. We demand that leadership does not discriminate against workers on the basis of their race, gender, disability, sexual orientation, or political beliefs. We also demand safety for workers on visas who will be forced to leave the country they work in if they are laid off. How how are they going to do that? Okay. Protection. We demand Elon Musk explicitly commit to preserve our benefits, those both listed in the merger agreement and not, e.g. remote work. Mm 
We demand leadership to establish and ensure fair severance policies for all workers before and after any change in ownership. Dignity. We demand transparent, prompt, and thoughtful communication around our working conditions. We demand to be treated with dignity and not to be treated as mere pawns in a game played by billionaires. Sincerely, Twitter workers. These people are ridiculous, man. Yeah, did you see the next one, too? Yeah, this one. Staff, Elon Musk, and board of directors, we, the undersigned Twitter workers believe the public conversation is in jeopardy. Elon Musk's plan to lay off 75% of Twitter workers will hurt Twitter's ability to serve the public conversation. A threat of this magnitude is reckless, undermines our users and customers' trust in our platform, and is a transparent act of worker intimidation. Twitter has significant effects on societies and communities across the globe. As we speak, Twitter is helping to uplift independent journalism in Ukraine and Iran, as well as powering social movements around the world. This sounds like... This helping uplift independent journalism in Ukraine and Iran, this sounds like this is part of their waging part of this psychological war. A hundred percent. And these coups in other countries and this control of information in and out of countries. Yeah. Well, you know what I I find hilarious about this is, uh, you know, when they found out that Elon Musk was going to be purchasing Twitter, they're like, we're all going to quit. And now they're like, there's no pirates, you know, because they realize that they won't be able to get a job. Who's going to hire them? Look, exactly. When I have, if I have a business and I need to hire people, I'm not going to hire you if you worked for Twitter from 2018 to 2022. Because I think you're unqualified. (laughs) Can I say that? Uh, I'm joking. All right. Um, Oh my gosh. But there's a lot of reasons not to hire people nowadays. Yeah. Well, and the truth of the matter is, you know, under their safety thing, you can't discriminate against workers on the basis of their race, gender, disability, or sexual orientation or political well, beliefs. They're setting anyway. The, they're setting the narrative because you know when a black person happens to get fired, they're going to cry racism. Elon Musk is racist. He's, yeah. He, well, who, he's African. Yeah, exactly. He was literally born in South Africa. He's an immigrant to the United States. Just because he's not black doesn't mean he's not African. So he is a true African-American. He's an African that was immigrated to America. One of the very few true African-Americans. I never met one. I'm um, Americans who happen to be black, but I never really. Right. Think There's I black Americans. And I actually have. I worked with a guy who was truly African American. He was oh. born in Africa and he immigrated to the United States. I worked with him. Super great guy. Loved him. Um, he still had family that lived in Africa that he went and visited regularly. Nice. So. Um, but what I think is funny is they're what they're doing to me. It looks like they're setting the narrative for the lawsuits they plan on filing. Guess what I think. Yeah. So, because they they know they're toast. And their only hope is to sue Elon and they're going to lose because they're idiots. (laughs) That's the bottom line. They're educated idiots. They're educated. I don't care what degrees they have. Yeah, educated idiots. Their gender studies degree is going to go a long way into suing the shit out of Elon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, left Maryland sent us two dollars. Said, "Dang it, late again." Well, better late than never. Left Maryland. Thank you for the donation. True. <laughs> and uh, okay, we appreciate that. 
<laughs> what else do we got? <laughs> oh, U.S. citizens were tracked by a secret COVID decree violation scores. Oh, wait, you skipped um, one. Oh, you're right. Two major new polls show Americans believe the media is a threat to freedom. Oh, wait, it is. <laughs> yeah, let's look at these real quick, and then we'll get to the next one. Media is a threat to freedom. America's trust in mass media, 1972 to 2022, in general. How much trust and confidence do you have in the mass media, such as newspapers, TV, and radio, when it comes to reporting the news fully, accurately, and fairly? A great deal, a fair amount, not very much, or none at all. And it looks like... <laughs> the none at all is going up, <laughs> and the great deal is going yeah. down. Yeah, holy mackerel. So the dark green is great deal, fair amount of trust. The light green is not very much. And the dotted light green is none at all. Yeah. So confidence is decreasing steadily since 1974. Yeah. And yeah, 59% of Americans think the mainstream media poses a major threat to democracy. Holy mackerel. So interesting, interesting data here in this InfoWars article. Thank you, Alex Jones. All right, onward. Now we have U.S. citizens were tracked by a secret COVID decree violation scores. Um, this doesn't surprise me at all. Tens of millions of U.S. citizens were given a COVID-19 decree violation score as a result of data harvesting program conducted during the first lockdown by voter analytics firm PredictWise. These COVID-19 decree violation scores were calculated by analyzing nearly 2 billion global positioning system pings to get real-time ultra-granular location patterns. People who were on the go more often than their neighbors were given a high COVID-19 decree violation score, while those who mostly are always stayed at home were given a low COVID-19 decree violation score. It's not surprising. The data collected was then used by PredictWise to help Democrats target over 350,000 COVID-concerned Republicans with campaign ads relating to virus prevention measures. PredictWise understood that there were potential pockets of voters to target with the COVID-19 messaging and turned high-dimensional voter data or high-dimensional data covering over 100 million Americans into measures of adherence to COVID-19 restrictions during deep lockdown. The company states in its white paper, this information was used to help identify 40,000 persuasion targets for Senate candidate Mark Kelly, who was subsequently elected. Persuasion As we highlighted targets. through, huh? Persuasion targets. Listen to this. Yeah, thing. I know. It, it, it's all about the word suit. Uh, as we highlighted throughout the COVID lockdowns, chilling components of the surveillance grid were weaponized against ordinary people. At one point, a senior government minister in Australia refused to rule out citizens being forced to wear electronic ankle bracelets, even if they were fully vaccinated, to make sure that they were complying with home quarantine orders. Conservative MP Jeremy Hunt, who was recently promoted to become chancellor of the Exchequer, called for the government to use GPS tracking technology to ensure Brits were complying with the COVID quarantine measures. Daily contact with those who asked to self-isolate using GPS tracking to monitor compliance if necessary, as happens in Taiwan and Poland, said Hunt. Police in the UK also used surveillance drones to monitor and threaten people who dared to go out into remote countryside to walk their dogs. In Australia, tracking drones were deployed to catch people who didn't wear masks outside and to keep track of cars that traveled further than five kilometers from home. 
This is the data they use to control people, and they see how well their mind control tactics are working by implementing these kinds of creepy tracking devices. And, you know... This is basically the same geo-tracking that they used um, on 2,000 Mules that they were claiming is inaccurate unreliable and unreliable invalid. yeah yep but yeah. they use it and it's completely accurate and completely reliable and we should follow the science Ugh. again it's uh you know it's good for us but not for you if you use it against us we're going to invalidate you but if we use it against you then it's ethical True. yep and honestly it's illegal to spy on American citizens. Yeah. And that's exactly what they were doing. It is but they get doing. around it because what they do is they get private companies to spy on Americans and then they sell that data to the government. So yeah. it's not really the government spying on you. It's just the and, government buying data. And when you consent to giving all of your information away, you really don't have anything to lean on. So these are things like terms and service agreements and whatnot, where they slip in all this information about they get to ping you and figure out where you are and keep that data and what they could do with it. And that's the danger. Yeah, of... And if you, you know, if you don't think that the government is listening or you don't think your electronic devices are listening. Yeah. Try talking about some random thing and oh, then yeah. watch your targeted advertising that comes up. Yep. You know, you tell somebody, I'm thinking about buying a go girl, which is a device that women can take into like the woods with them or going to the bathroom. Oh, I thought it was like some kind of human trafficking thing. No, it's called a go girl. Most women out there probably know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's like mouth. a funnel. It's a yeah. Funnel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a pee funnel. And now watch all of the ads that I will probably be getting and I will be seeing will be for go girls. Camping stuff. Go girls. Yeah. So weird because and of targeted because of the electronic devices that are around me that are listening to what I have to say, and the yeah. companies that are paying for that data. I had a dream about like an apocalyptic, weird, creepy dream last night, where Ooh. smart devices were killing people by drowning them in the ocean, and like I didn't see dead people or anything, but it was definitely like known, and I was in the ocean, and trying not to die. And then there was, like, a train that just drove into the ocean. And then there was, like, a vending machine that was coming out into the water trying to smash me. And, oh, my God. And I was trying to push it over on the side. And so it's like this smart technology just turned on humanity and started killing everybody. Oh. And it's possible. It's not beyond the realm of possibility. <laughs> and there, it even depicts a lot of this in TV shows and stuff like that. Yeah. <clears throat> I was watching a show. We were watching a show last night that depicted exactly that. Yeah. Your smart homes carry shit. I don't like it. Um, nope. Yeah. Oakland police are pursuing development of armed killer robots to enforce the law. This kind of goes right along with this creepy, creepy dystopian stuff. future stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I often think about in a hypothetical situation, how can I stop robots? Mm -hmm from attacking me or shooting me with machine guns. All right. You know, maybe that's in a scenario where an EMP wouldn't be a bad idea at that point. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Uh, let's get into world news. We're running out of time, and we still have so much news. So much news, so little time. This is like the story of our lives. Um, U.S. allies warn decisive response if North Korea tests nuke. We don't need to get into that. This is... Um, who knows? North Korea is going to do what North Korea wants to do. They don't yeah. really give a shit. And I wonder what the actual response will be from the U.S. and our allies. I feel so Jill, disconnected. Where's from... my football? <laughs> I feel so disconnected from the U.S. When I say U.S. and our allies, I almost want to say U.S. and their allies. Like, I don't want to be a part mm-hmm. of this fucking mess. Right? This was really sad. This is a sad story. Um, I'll cover this one and let you grab uh, sure. the next couple headlines if you want. But Gold's Gym parent company gives an update on CEO and his family's plane crash off Costa Rican coast. That's so sad. apparently they've all died. Aww. And uh, they flew their plane into a storm off of Costa Rica. And I guess a couple bodies were found. Um, the rest haven't been, and they found like plane parts and stuff. So really weird. I don't know if there's greater, more information here that I'm not aware of, but um, I don't know a lot about the Gold's Gym owner and what's going on there. But it's definitely a big story. Sad. Yeah, it is sad. It's sad anytime something like that happens, and it does happen, you know, somewhat probably more frequently than we'd like to think. Yeah, I just wonder what his stances were the last few years couple years and if yeah, this was possibly if somebody maybe wanted him dead right yeah and that's a good possibility you know there's a lot of these big ceos that you know they they and their companies donate to different things and we don't always necessarily know what it is that they're donating to but i guarantee you the people that care about that kind of stuff know exactly and so is it a situation like this or is it just an unfortunate accident and you know um there are people out there who dig on this kind of stuff and that's what they do so yeah we'll um, have maybe an update if anything comes up on that yeah but there's definitely people out there that like digging into this stuff and so they'll put that information out there if there's anything there behind it oh yeah yep let's go all right iran Response to EU with sanctions against media and MEPs among the Jarjaleos and Tersh. Ah, these forward words, they kill me. <laughs> the Iranian government has carried out its threat and approved new sanctions against the EU. A blacklist includes European media and also MEPs, including the Spanish Javier Jarjaleos oh, of the PP and Herman Tersh of Vox. Tehran was order, already warned that it would respond reciprocal, reciprocally if the EU 27 approved punishments for the death of the young Masha Amini, who died after being arrested for violating the Islamic dress code. Yeah, just more of this. Um, it's just more, more war games, honestly. Pretty much, yeah. You know, you're starting to really see the culmination of people picking sides and countries picking sides you know iran and a lot of places in the middle east saudi arabia and stuff are siding with russia and china and that's really just more of what this is for sure and it's a financial game because it's sanctions 
The world's second richest man, Bernard Arnault, sells private jet so Twitter can't track him and send, and says, now no one can see where I go. This is because people were, um, and I guess this is like uh, the head of luxury empire LVMH recently revealed, who, what, what else does he own? He owns like um, Louis Vuitton. Oh, okay. He's super rich and people track the super rich um they track their jets and whatnot and i guess he was sick of being tracked and so now he only rents jets so people can't track him he's probably like oh finally i could go to epstein island again right god i don't know just a joke i don't know what he's doing but it's interesting that he values his privacy that much we should all value our privacy that much quite honestly yeah it's no one's business right yeah, how we live our lives is no one's business. What we do, you know, as long as we're not breaking any laws and hurting people. Yeah, it's that's a good that's a good topic to debate right there. Yep. But uh, we got the World Economic Forum spreads climate misinformation and refuses open scientific debate with Clintel. Of course they do because you can't question the science. No. How dare you want to question the science? They are telling you. The climate change is real, and you must believe them. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether it makes sense or not. If you eat the crickets, the climate change will not kill you. Gosh, I just, yeah. Oh, they're so, disgusting. They are, 100%. This is more of the rules for thee and not for me. We could say whatever we want, but you can't say anything, especially the truth, because the truth we're going to call lies, and we're going to tell lies and swear to the truth. That's me talking as the World Economic Forum. Links yeah. between the University of Texas Medical Branch in Galveston in, and China's People's Liberation Army. Another university tied to China. Uh, I'm looking at you, Hillary Clinton. And it's got gain-of-function research funded by Fauci and the NIAH. Jesus. I mean, so. Yeah, these are all in the NIAH. D or whatever it is. Terrible. We've been infiltrated deeply, especially when it comes to universities. We saw Trump make arrests. We see this story continue, and it's really starting to unravel. Uh, lastly here, this CNN. Great. Yeah. CNN reports. CNN report says pet ad, pets ad to climate crisis, suggesting Americans feed dogs insect-based foods yeah screw you we told you a while ago these people were gonna they were gonna come after the pets next and guess what that's exactly what they're doing yeah and um it says americans should consider purchasing smaller breeds of household pets and feeding them an insect-based diet to help curb their alleged influence on the climate According to seeing an article that circulated on social media last week, the recommendation comes as activists have ramped up calls to normalize bugs and synthetic meat, not only in pet diets, but in human diets as well. Our four-legged friends don't drive gas guzzling SUVs or energy sucking appliances, but that doesn't mean they don't have a climate impact. Our pets are part of the climate problem. Everything is a problem with these people. This is such a scam. It's ridiculous, man. It is. They're trying to get people to give up their pets, and they they want all life on Earth destroyed. That's the bottom line. That's what these people want. 
they're not satisfied with just livestock. They're not satisfied with just people. They they want every part of what makes this planet beautiful and unique destroyed. And you really have to ask yourself why. Yeah. It's creepy and evil. People believe what it. What difference does it make? People believe this shit. I think it's about control. It's about the New World Order and it's about money and it's about power. There, I think there's something bigger going on, you know. Um, I, I'm really liking Josh's theory about um, terraforming this planet. The aliens are trying to something. Terraform something is terraforming this planet, and they can't do that. They can't complete that with life on this earth as we know it. Yeah. Well, it seems like for some reason, genocide seems to be the way of. But it's. It's really not just genocide with people and animals. I mean, it's the whole entire planet. Because what they're doing, the, the things that they're pushing for their green energy, solar panels and wind turbines and blocking out the sun, those are all things that could literally destroy plant life on this planet as well. So yeah. it's not just oxygen breathers i guess is what you can call it you know plants or with people and animals and stuff but it's plants I think the technical terms useless eaters right yeah. yeah useless breathers whatever they want to call them they're wanting to destroy all life they don't want people growing crops they want floods and they want droughts and they want you know uh, they don't want water anywhere on this earth you know not drinkable potable water you know yeah you could de you could create desalination plants and ways of doing stuff like that, but they won't even look into it. Yeah, it never goes through, does it? California was going to create a huge one, and they scrapped it. Yeah. So, um, well, thank you, RPG, for the two lemon, and thank you, everybody else, for all of your support constantly and continuously with everything we do here at the Red Pill Project. We appreciate you. Thank you, Andrea, for just coming through this morning and joining me and going through all this news. I appreciate you. Even when life happens, you still, I you appreciate still you come too. by. Um, today is Wednesday, so we'll have the Daily Dose tonight at 5.30 p.m. Pacific with Joshua Reed, everybody. If you want to join us on the social Red Pill, our private social network, you can, for free, just go to www.socialredpill.com. If you want to support us with a single-time donation, you can donate to, uh, if you just go to the website, www.redpills.tv slash go. That's our Give, Send, Go campaign. You can go there and donate or pray or do whatever you want to do on that website. We appreciate you. That's at www.redpills.tv slash go. And in the description, there are various links, discount codes, etc. for our companies that we collaborate with in order to continue and keep the ball rolling things that also help you guys so if you want to go in the description check those things out thank you to everybody who does just got to throw it out there pay the bills keep the lights on but thank you all so much for joining us sharing liking and doing all those things we'll see you tonight we'll see you tomorrow and we'll see you friday for the friday funnies and then we'll get into the weekend and have a good time so thank you everybody god bless godspeed thanks guys bye